back in its heyday, Kmart had everything you needed at a great price. You know, until it didn't. It lost the direction of where it was going, and that was so many years ago. But it's still around. It's bizarre. From blue light specials to bankruptcy, what happened to an original Michigan shopping icon? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The first Kmart opened in the spring of 1962, almost 60 years ago to the day, in fact, and it was right in our backyard out in Garden City. The discount chain was the result of an expansion of the S.S. Kresge Corporation that began in the late 1800s. In his time, S.S. Kresge was one of the wealthiest and most influential Detroiters. In fact, 1962 was the same year Meyer Thrifty Acres began. With Hudson's being an early dominator in retail, I wondered what it was about the area that allowed these stores to flourish. There is that certain working class roots that you have there, and that also helps foster that discount store generation. And there's a number of these discount stores that did have their birth coming from the Midwest. I mean, you look at Woolco. They're Midwestern stores. However, we've all heard it before. I mean, Detroit really, I mean, it's the motor city. It built the highway system. And that's what it really became geared towards the car. And what do cars need? Parking lots. You at the suburbs, it was the perfect recipe. And they were able to replicate this for many years across the country. That is the voice of Michael Lasicki. He's a department store historian and author. In fact, he was on a road trip when we spoke and had just been to one of the last three Kmart stores, this one out in New Jersey. Whoops, I guess I should have yelled spoiler alert first. At its peak in the 90s, Kmart had almost 2,500 stores. Today, three. That's right, three. The company formerly headquartered in Troy closed its last Michigan store in Marshall in the fall of 2021. For what it's worth, depending on when you're listening to this, it still might be four Kmart stores that are open. The Avenel, New Jersey store closes April 16th. So, how did we go from this... On Main Street to the suburbs to the freeways intertwined Over half the population is coming through our door And we're proud to say you paid us America's favorite store Kmart, the saving place. To this... Uh, attention Kmart shoppers, this is it. The last five minutes... The store will be closing in five minutes. On our final markdown, everything is 95% off. All our silver, gold, watches, everything in the store, 95% off. There is no short answer. Well, that's not exactly true. The next voice you'll hear is that of Scott Hessel. He's the director of the Terry J. Lundgren Center for Retailing at the University of Arizona. Scott says the easy answer is evolution or lack thereof. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, but it's really kind of over a period of 20 or 30 years of a couple different iterations of just an evolution of retailing that for a variety of reasons, you know, they didn't keep up with and didn't adapt to. And, you know, a lot of potential reasons why some companies just don't keep up. I mean, period. Just on the surface, they just didn't keep up. That doesn't really answer the question, but it is a start. Now we need to find out why they didn't change with the times. Our historian friend Michael says part of it was they didn't think they had to change. They just wanted to get bigger, bigger, and bigger. By the 1980s, they were at their strongest. They were almost at their biggest. And what I loved was going back and just reading some of the comments that some of the Kmart leaders were saying. My favorite dates back to 87 when they said, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Now, 
we have to realize that that's not really a strategy in the profit world. You do have to constantly evolve. And Kmart was not doing what it was doing. It was challenged with employees with low morale, with a declining inventory system and dirty stores. A lot of this is doom and gloom, I know. But Kmart failed. It's hard to tell the story any other way. It is worth noting, though, that Kmart, it was a pioneer. They were arguably the first discounter in that channel of retail. They were very successful. They were highly touted as a wave of the future. They did some very progressive things with uh, personality and with product. They entered the culture through the ubiquitous use of something called Blue Light Special, which incited customers to head for a, a given department in the store at any given time. You know, what happened? Well, success brought competition. There was an enormous effort on the part of existing retailers like Dayton Hudson from Target and, of course, Walmart to get in on this upgrade from the Woolworths five and dime. You just heard Mark Cohen speak. He is not only the director of retail studies at Columbia Business School, he's also the former CEO of Sears Canada. Of course, Sears eventually became intertwined with Kmart. To add to what Mark said, Kmart was also one of the early pioneers of layaway, which helped even more with affordability. We can't talk about the decline of Kmart without talking about the rise of Walmart and Amazon. Here's Scott from the University of Arizona again. We have one company very focused on operational efficiencies. The other company really focused on, you know, enhancing and using the birth and the growth of the Internet to compete, where a company like Kmart really didn't react in the same way on either scale or all the other companies that started being really great specialists, whether or not it's Home Depot and Best Buy, and then even the smaller apparel brands that filled up all the other spots in malls that weren't selling everything, you know, but they were selling something and really great in their particular category. Kmart kind of just drifted and never said, I'm going one of these directions. Kmart declared bankruptcy in the early 2000s, but department store historian Michael says the chain was in deep trouble well before that. By the time it lost its ground to Walmart through sales and number of stores, and that was around 1991, there was no turning back. There was no turning back and no plan could work, and it just kept falling and falling along with sales, morale, and shareholder values, and you see by the 1990s questions about its future. And then you lead into that 2002 bankruptcy. And, you know, people didn't think Kmart was going to be around much longer. And here we are 20 years later, and there's still three, three. You go from over 2,400 stores to three. What retailer bleeds a company dry in order to just kind of squeeze every bit of strange value out of it? It's bizarre. And that's part of some of my fascination with following Kmart. Michael wondered who would bleed a company dry the way Kmart has been stripped down over the years. Mark, the Columbia professor, says that can be boiled down to leadership. It only takes a few people to destroy an iconic brand like that, and it only takes them just a few years. And that's exactly what happened to Kmart. All three of the people I spoke to mentioned that Kmart had a revolving door of CEOs for many years, which added to the problem. In 2001, the company filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and if you ask Mark, what happened next was the final nail in the coffin. Essentially, the creditors become in charge of the company. A financial 
player, a hedge fund operator named Eddie Lampert, gobbled up enough of the Kmart debt to become its lead creditor and basically took control of the bankruptcy and took the company out of Chapter 11. He had never run a business other than his hedge fund. He had no retail shops whatsoever. Whatever his strategy was at the time, it was purely financial. When does it all end? How viable are three stores? The one Michael visited recently, he said was in shambles with very little inventory and sections roped off. But it seems as long as the lights are on, the store stays open. When I was at the Westwood Kmart just a few days ago in New Jersey, one of the surviving three stores, I played dumb. And I walked in there and I said, "Um, are you staying open? She said, yes, the woman adamantly. And I said, well, I read about you in the paper. And she said, well, what did you read? I said that there's three stores there are only three stores are open. Did it, and she said, did it say we're closing? I said, no. She said, well, we're open. And I couldn't fight with her. And, you know, the inevitable has to be there, but it hasn't hit. Those last three Kmart stores are in Westwood, New Jersey, where Michael visited, Miami, Florida, and Long Island, New York. The irony of the last American Kmart being in one of the country's wealthiest areas is not lost on Michael. Who the hell would have thought the last Kmart would be in New York Hamptons? For what it's worth, there are six Kmart stores in existence in U.S. territories, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and Guam. In fact, Michael tells me the Guam store is pretty profitable. So when you're looking for your next blue light special fix, a long plane ride might be in store for you. Big thanks to professors Scott Hessel and Mark Cohen, along with historian and author Michael Lisicki for the assist on piecing this one together. You can always find the latest in local business news at www.jnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Royal Oak. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.